life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Okay. Well, you'd be surprised how many people don't the read the help. email. <laughs> well, you mean people actually show up and have no idea what they're doing? There, why? Why are we here? Exactly? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. That's really? why I sent, and I, I hate to send I'm out. I'm glad the... you sent the email because what you caused me to do is you caused me to sit down and just rack my brain, re- like remembering interesting <clears throat> stories. Yeah, yeah. Not just the the mundane ones. Right. And and I was like, whoa, I've had a lot of interesting things happen. Oh well, good. I've had way more <laughs> mundane ones happen <laughs> to me. That's why. That's why I had to write down some notes of, geez, I, I, that, what bad has happened? One of the interesting stories you provoked went on stage with me last night. I did it on stage. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Uh, hey, thanks for tuning in the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Um, if I sound a little frantic today, we got a lot of stuff going on here. So well, let me let me just let me just give you what's going on. Okay. Uh, we could all uh, die from paint fumes during this episode. <laughs> uh, we just had uh, we just had some uh, paint done in the studio, so uh, literally just finished like five minutes ago. Um, along with that, the cable guy might be coming here any minute now to install uh, some cable because uh, he said he'd be here at noon, and it's five after one. So fuck that guy. So <laughs> we might be learning about that guy, and. Uh, Good friend Jeff Tully is sitting here observing um, uh, a very funny uh, comedian and producer. We work together over at Fuel TV. So um, he came up in the Chicago scene, right, with Graham Elwood and yeah. those guys. Yeah, so uh, he's observing because he wants to get into podcasting, but uh, I told him he has to rack his brain for a story. So um, later on, we'll get, you, we'll get you on the mic and we'll see if you got any stories you want to talk about. Sounds good. All right. Now, all those announcements out of the way. Back again for appearance number two, not from the South Bay. Yes, we clarified that I am not from the South Bay because uh, uh, my wife needs a better job to afford a better house. So we moved to Lakewood, California. Yes, the hotbed. The hotbed of suburbia where everybody shows up there to find a Chili's and enjoy. (laughs) Danny Viapondo comes back. Thanks for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. And uh, finally, after how long? Six months at least. Six. Oh, I think it was more than that. Six years at least. Six years at least. Uh, very funny. <laughs> uh, here on Sirius XM Raw Dog Radio, David Race joins us today. Hello. Thanks for coming on, David. All right, I'm leaving. Da- <laughs> David, could you do a uh, sound check for us, please? Uh, testing one, two, three, Danny. Testing one. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad, actually. Gonna have to That's turn an inside up the joke from a few minutes earlier. Oh, really? It's hard to explain. I thought we were recording then. Uh, we might have been. Oh, no, that's the now, good. Now, now I'm humiliated. <laughs> we, we missed all the no, good stuff. Wasn't an inside joke. Okay, I'm, really, I'm really holding out for the cable guy to have the good stories today. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a good chance he will. Yeah, I mean, because you, you, you become a cable guy or like a, just for that one time uh, that the woman opens the door in her underwear, right? That's the reason you become a cable guy. But, but think about that. I mean, you're, you're a strange guy and you're showing up to strangers' homes. You're, you're actually the fly on the wall. You're seeing how other people live. You know, you're seeing yeah, yeah. the hoarders. You're seeing the people who are who are anal retentive. You're seeing everything everywhere. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like the janitor in the high school, if you remember <laughs> well, Breakfast Club. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember the janitor from my high school coming by my house. But uh, <laughs> oh, no, he's, like, really? he's like, I'm off the floors, but I'm here to do your cables. Really? With, with candy you know? for you and your <laughs> brothers and sisters. And your, your janitor didn't show up. What school did you go to where this happened? <laughs> 
you know, I had a high school class where one of the assignments was to watch and really break down the Breakfast Club, and I swear to God, I don't remember the janitor. I oh, really? Remember the janitor. You don't remember the janitor in no. that part? From the, yeah. The, He's the one who's like, uh, you know, you don't think I hear your stories, but I hear everything you do. And I, I'm totally drawn a blank on the janitor. Really? Yeah. Kind of a balding actor, but he's a character actor. Character You've seen actor, him in a, sure, lot of, sure. a lot of stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. My, uh, my teacher in high school used to bring uh, uh, Moonlighting in on Wednesdays because she couldn't watch it the night before. <laughs> really? <laughs> so every Wednesday we would watch Moonlighting. What a cool teacher. Yeah, she was. She was also the teacher that I ran into at the Pink Floyd concert who was higher than me and my friends. Just bleary-eyed and don't tell anybody tomorrow. I'm like, okay, we won't. <laughs> that's, always, that's always one of those teachers that you had a crush on when you were in school. You know, yeah, they, she we was all cute. We all know, but we all had that one teacher in school that you would go like, "Oh my gosh!" And you hear these stories of these these women now, teach female teachers who are having affairs with their students. And, yeah, and as yeah, a yeah. man, you look you're back on you, which you're ones like, you "Oh wish God, I, well, how could that didn't happen day. to me ever?" <laughs> yeah. I had a ninth grade teacher like that in business dynamics or whatever the hell class where you learned how to <laughs> business you learned how dynamics. To, <laughs> I swear, to, it was it was a year of learning how to write personal checks. That's it. <laughs> That's all it was. Just, like, here's how you write a check: your name here, your date there. You know. So what, what and, do I put in memo again? Yeah, what, I what? can't believe this chick wasn't fucking the students. I, I, I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. We had uh, the librarian. I know it sounds, not the hot librarian. She was just the librarian. And all the punks worked in the library at our school. Like, you know, you could volunteer for the library. It was all the guys with like the Agent Orange t-shirts and the mohawks. The library, and, yeah. and she would go, and this woman had to have been 55, 60 years old. She'd go to all these punk shows with them. No. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. All the punks worked in the library. You know what? Aging hippie. Yeah, I guess Still so. trying to relive the youth. So. You know. I wanted to... Uh, I'm glad David Race came on because... Uh, and I'm glad you came on too, Danny. And I'm glad you're here, Jeff, also. That, that was almost an insult. That was but I, of... I mean, I'm not going to take it as one, but it was almost... <laughs> it's like he's back for a second time, so he'll sit in a chair in a corner. lower the cone of silence over there. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because... Um, I'm going to consider this a road story. Um, David I know where you're going. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It just happened recently. Oh, it's not where it was. All right. Come David on. and I recently did a show. I'm going to leave names out of this. Uh, a show. And the show was going good. It was outside. It was on a, it was in a, uh, uh, what would you call it? A, uh, come on. We all waited tables. When, outside uh, the patio. On yeah. the patio. Patio. Of a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Patio of a restaurant. Wasn't Danny in that show too? I don't no. think so. Or no. The night before? I know I saw you at that place. If it's the same place. Oh, yeah, it on. might have been the same place. Go on. Was um, it in was it in it in San Diego? The comedy Festival. No, it was in the north. It was in Ventura. Okay. Okay. It was I this past year. Show this place. I, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. okay. Go on. Uh show's going fine. Show's going fine. Everybody goes up. They have a good set. Everybody goes up, have a good set. I'm about to go up, and the MC <laughs> says, Hey, uh, before you go up, we're just gonna bring uh, out a birthday cake for this guy over here, and then we're all gonna sing happy birthday to him. <laughs> like, can you do that after my set? <laughs> could you just, could you, yeah. No, no, we gotta do it now. We gotta do it now. Up until that point, it was a fine show. After yeah. that guy got his birthday cake, it was that guy's show. Yeah. And he just he wouldn't stop. And I ended up I ended up like arguing with but like fun arguing, you know, like everybody's kind of laughing and I told them how much I hated them. And you mean all, like marriage arguing? Fun <laughs> arguing. Fun arguing. I ended up telling them how much I hated them and they all thought it was funny, but it was absolutely hundred percent true. Unruly, it was an unruly dozen people at that table. Yeah, yeah. And it was a dozen people. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so weird when you give them that that okay almost. It's just that okay, now it's your it's birthday. Your now it's all about you. Right. Our show. 
Meanwhile, these fucking hacks, and I don't like to throw that word around a lot, but they weren't, <laughs> they weren't, they weren't at the top of their game. Let's say we're having these great sets. And then I go up to the birthday boy and it was all about him. And then I might've made some questionable racial comments that might've turned them At away. least nobody had a cell phone and it's not on the internet. You know, you can just talk about it, but we yeah. don't really know exactly what happened. Now, it was one, of the, one of the hacks that was on right before you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I enjoy the evening until the birthday cake. Present yeah. company excluded. You know, you come on, you knew, you saw who was on that show. Yeah. I actually, I'm trying to forget. <laughs> Did you have any? It's a it's a festival around town. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell which festival, but there's always for the it's last a mixed bag. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. For the last few years, I mean, I had Jeff Capri on, mm-hmm. who got in, almost got into a fist fight at that, at that festival? festival. Yeah, at that festival. How'd that happen? Same table. Yeah, <laughs> same birthday. They gotta move <laughs> right. that a month later. Yeah, yeah they gotta, <laughs> it's always their birthday. Yeah. <laughs> they show up every year. This is my birthday festival. Yeah, they gotta move that. But have you ever had any problems with that festival? No. Those of us who skate through no, every the, year. Really, the, except for hearing the Jeff Capri story you just told me. Other than that, the and there's been hundreds of comics in this festival too. It's been like three, four years going. Yeah, yeah. The only person I've ever heard have any kind of horrible time there at all is Murray Valerian. <laughs> You just wait till I go celebrate my birthday. I don't know if you know this, Murray, festival. but you're banned from the festival from this point forward. I, I, I mean, we're here at, to actually tell you that. So. Actually, you had a great line about that festival on the phone with me one time when um, they booked you to be in the international show. Yeah. <laughs> the and, internet. and I remember talking to you, asking you what shows you were in. You said, I'm in the international show. And I go, the international show. And you said, you called to complain. And like, look. I'm not international or Jewish. Like you were in like the Jewish show. I was in the Jewish show and the international show. I'm like, I'm not Jewish and I'm from Memphis. Yeah, it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, or international. I'm not international. (laughs) You know what's great about you two? Um, You brought notes. Yeah. I love when comics bring notes, man. And uh, it's usually only one. One one comic brings notes, but I like when uh, I like when now both this might be the first time both comics have brought notes. I have to bring notes. I mean, I have to make set list out. I have to write notes. I have to uh, write my wife's name down occasionally. I don't remember too much, so I use the notes as a way of to help me to remember things because otherwise I don't remember too much. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Write the set list down. Um, I brought notes to make Danny feel comfortable about bringing notes. <laughs> yours are um, typed out. How no, anal no, my, are you no, that really, yours are typed? I'm always my, sitting in front of a computer. So, and, yeah, and no. What font is that? Did you actually yeah. type that out on he's, a Smith no, Corona? It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> he's got it underlined. Yeah. He's got. <laughs> I've got it set in 1971. <laughs> no, it's 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 Notepad, just like like with no oh, okay. uh, nothing formatting, just just. Oh, that's cool. Plain type. Yeah. I want to. I want to start off with a question. Uh, every once, in, ooh, every once in a while, we talk about uh, we talk about superstitions. If you have superstitions on, uh, I know. Don't tell my wife about that. Just ding the wall. We just painted. <laughs> every once in a while, we talk about superstitions, and I told us uh, my my supersti- One of my superstitions is uh, I wear the same outfit for the week when I go on stage. Thursday night, what? like every every night. Every night, I wear the same outfit Thursday through Sunday. Do you have seven copies? No, no, just the same thing. <laughs> Unless I have a bad set on Thursday night. So Sunday is the funky show, let's just say. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I just did Vegas and did 12 shows in six nights. Ooh. By Saturday, that thing stank. <laughs> it was like I could not put enough deodorant it, in the shirt. Are you nervous? Is that why you have to do the uh, It's just a superstition. It's just a, it's, it's that, and I have to write my set out and put it in my back left pocket. Is this hurting your rebookings? <laughs> it's gonna hurt Vegas rebooking because you know you smell bad when you smell bad in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Even the smoke and despair can't get you to smell better in Vegas. You guys have any superstitions? I don't have any. No, really? No, I don't. Um, 
it's funny. I, I, I was uh, a very high-level athlete as a kid. I know that's very hard to believe. Really? Yeah. Would you um, peak at 12? Yes, I peaked at like, <laughs> Were you a gymnast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I played, I played really high-level hockey. I actually played semi-pro hockey. Oh, where were you, where are you from? New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Up New York State? Long Island. Long Island. Oh, not the real New York. Okay. Not the real New York. New York. <laughs> and anyway, I played, I was goalie. That's why I have teeth. And um, uh, I had superstitions then. Every uh-huh. athlete has superstitions. I had like little, you know, if I had a certain piece of tape on my glove, I'd make sure. that same tape on, but never as a, as a comedian, which is, as a comedian, comedy and, and, and sports are similar. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised I didn't develop any of those, but I didn't. I, I, do, I play absolutely zero sports. I am absolutely not athletically gifted at all, but I have that don't change your jersey if the season's going well approach to comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, all I've, I've done is do, I do set list. I have to do, even if I, if I show up at a, at a gig without a set list, I've got to get a napkin and a pen and write down what ideas I'm going to do. Even if I don't necessarily stick to it, yeah. I still have to write it down and have a visual in my head of what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, me too. So that's, I don't know if that's not really super, that's just, that's called being prepared. Every comic, has a, set, every comic has a set list on paper, I think. Yeah? I mean, I, I know a lot. I don't know about, with, I don't know about with them, but they, it's written someplace in their house somewhere. I mean, right. most comics have it with them, I think. Yeah, I would imagine. That's my impression. I don't know. You, you talk to these guys and I have them on the show, like Chip Chinnery, who's got like every set list from he's every done? show he's oh, I done know. I don't have or like, like pictures and, and all no, that I, stuff. No, I, those are always tossed. Mine goes in a napkin and yeah, when I do laundry, right, right. I have a more generic kind of set list of the period. Like in other words, here's generally what I'll do or what I can pick from now. And then if I develop like you like know, the Renaissance and like, what no, no, the no, like these are the, these are the twenty things I'm sort of doing a lot now. And then if if I come up with a, you know five other things, they'll find their way into that list, and maybe other things will drop off. But like these are sort of you know target set list but i don't go around with it like on tonight's date this time this right, place, right. here's the set tomorrow this is it, it's not that way unless, no, some people do that I unless know. i really have a reason to, to find point get it down to like mm-hmm. this six minutes for this night you know okay well I, I sometimes i have a, a minute wise set list i'll have like a like a seven minute a 10 minute and a 20 minute so if I'm lazy, I can just grab that exact set list and go, oh, here's here's my 10 minute. Let me just Danny's grab way, that. way more clever than me. Okay, well, but that's, you, that's actually smart. You have idea. that on the wall? You just grab it? If you're walking uh, three out? By, three, three by five cards. I just have really? a stack of them. And I'm I just, stealing this. I, I shuffle through and go, oh, here's my seven minute. Let me just go do that. I'm doing this. I'm stealing it. That's not that's a bad it. idea. It. I don't know if it's organized or really fucking lazy <laughs> because it's like I could I'd try to add new ideas into that yeah, yeah. seven minute that yeah. I'm working. Instead, I just go, uh, let me just... Uh. I'll just grab the seven minute and go. <laughs> <laughs> seven minute via Pondo. That's what they call them. Yeah. Well. What's on the top of your list? Something I ended up doing on stage last night. At the oh, Improv. really? Yeah. Because, you know, sitting and writing my, my notes diligently for this thing got me thinking about things that have happened to me on the road. And, and some of them like came out so sort of ready from the oven to talk about uh-huh. that I actually tried one on stage last night at the improv and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> um, oh, by all means, do it here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it actually was okay. The, the, I'm, I was thinking about like, what are some of the weirder things that have happened? And um, the title, just as soon as I looked at this on paper, when I wrote a title for it, I was like, this is, it has to be great. And this, this all really happened. Um, the near menage a trois I had with white supremacist waitresses. It is a good title. Yes. 
I'm not telling you the story. I'll just leave it. At that. <laughs> you just leave it at the time. No, no. Um, just just the visual is is awesome. Like where were you at, and right, what did right. they look I was like? On, and, I was this and, is, I was on the road. I'm going Pacific Northwest. No, really. I'm no, the I'd south. Rather, you know, this is one I thought about. Where you, I knew you guys would ask me where it was, and Texas, I'm not going to say. Okay, Texas. because it's too dangerous to me, especially. Um, <laughs> Why is it dangerous to you? Why on earth? With. Huh? When you hear the rest of the story, think about who they're associated with these people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> circle and, helicopters start circling my, pa- my I, house. I know exactly where it was. Rancho Cucamonga I, is where it was. <laughs> apparently, it was in this room. Like, yeah, very, yeah, yeah, not yeah. All right, you don't have to say. Um, if it's driving distance, he's worried. I, w- I, was, <laughs> I was on a, a gig someplace, and um, somehow one waitress ended up on each of my laps. This is all true. I was not wearing a Santa Claus outfit either. And um, we're backstage and a lot of stuff was happening uh, with my hands and things. Um, this is getting filthy quickly. Is my allowed to... Your hands we have, and things. We have, an ex- getting... we have an explicit on iTunes. Okay. So. Um, I don't know how the cable guy's going to... All right, I'll stop with that part. I'll stop that part of the story. Anyway, the long and short of it is that, that they, we left and they wanted to stop by some party that a friend of theirs was having. So uh, their friend lived nearby, so I said, okay, fine, we'll stop by the party, and we get there. We go into the backyard, and I immediately recognize, I, I, a lot of people at the party, and I recognize right away that this is a skinhead party, that this is clearly what was the mostly giveaway? skinheads. What was the skinheadedness. Oh, okay, of, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Murray, Murray doesn't get out much. Oh, yeah, okay, no, skinhead, yeah, yeah, skinheads. Okay, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's a pretty gotcha. obvious look. <laughs> and uh and uh, you know most guys would have bailed out at this point yeah yeah uh, i'm mentally ill so i played it out and um by an hour or so later i actually left with both girls before you're impressed with the fact that i still left with both girls you were still able to pull them out of a skinhead party that's sense my competition were skinheads for christ <laughs> i had a checking account there, no arrest there record. might have been one witty one who could have maybe you know I mean. <laughs> what i do know about the skinheads not a lot of females in the skinhead movement yeah yeah so, yeah and these these were their two best um so we uh we end up back at my room and um we're there like five minutes and the blonde one starts getting non-stop phone calls on her cell phone from a maniac demanding that she get outside immediately come downstairs right now this second every three seconds this guy's calling your menage a trois is over it is completely done with and over when 33 percent of your uh, menage a trois is being called by a crazed Nazi <laughs> outside. <laughs> right. It ended it. So it didn't get to where At it was what going. Po- but did they both started leave? started off that way. No, one left. At what point were you going to tell them that you're Jewish? They should have known. It's in my act. Really? Yeah, they were probably just wild radicals. Look at you, you reaching know, across the aisle. Look at you reaching across yeah. the yeah. aisle. <laughs> it's the to, opposites attract. Yeah, yeah, they were probably just <laughs> trying to like, you know, soil themselves with, a, with Judaism. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm happily married. Um, I, w- I wasn't married at the time. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You are married now. I yeah. forgot. I'm happily married. <laughs> and I tell you within the last year, twice I've been asked in the last year. And it's never happened to me once. By skinhead girls? Asked no, by skinheads? Not by skinheads. <laughs> Come to I mean, my party. They might, they might have been. I don't know, but I didn't follow up on it. Asked. Asked twice. To, to, to propositioned? Propositioned to go home with her and her husband. Have, it's what? never happened to me. Twice. Never when I was single, all this past year. See, I hear, and, I hear that. And my whole, I've been featuring a lot on the road, so my whole 30 minutes is new dad married. <laughs> Happily married. And you still get dad. it. And you're, I still got it. You're safe. Maybe. You're safe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're not a freak. You're safe and, and 
Oh, you could be a freak. I don't know. <laughs> something in your act making them think you're a swinger, maybe? I, I don't know. It's something, when you started off and you said it happened to me twice, I thought you meant two women. I didn't expect, and her husband. The end her husband threw me off. Yeah, well. Like, hey, man. That's, that's not the same. <laughs> hey, man. I don't. He found you attractive. <laughs> yeah. he, he was like, that's him right there. <laughs> hey, at my age, I'll, you know, I'll take a compliment wherever I can. Uh, yeah, right. exactly. Seriously. Why not? But yeah, white supremacist waitresses. So I thought it was because I was because uh, I toured the Pacific Northwest a lot. There's a lot of white supremacists up there. It was like Oregon was the number one state for a while. Idaho was the number one. state Idaho, for a while. I believe, is is still kind of number one for. Yeah. It. What's your nationality? Italian. Uh, I'm actually uh, American. Mm, not fallen. Uh, you mean you mean in the past? Well, I mean, I was born in America. This Murray. is one of the strangest oh, responses Jesus. I've ever seen to a simple question. Jesus yeah. Christ. I got, <laughs> I got the spokesperson for I, I don't belong I'm in the international show. I'm not going to be. I, mean, I'm, <laughs> I will not be in the American show. We're just wondering what Why show. Why don't we narrow down on. which show you belong in? We have to book next season. <laughs> I want to be on the international show is where I want to go. Uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a mixture. Pondo, I thought it was Italian when I first. No, no, it's Spanish. Oh, well, why didn't you just say that? The name is uh, uh, Spanish. My dad, uh, uh, Mexican. Mm-hmm. My mom, Dutch, Irish, uh, other stuff. What box do you check? International show. I just check Caucasian. <laughs> okay. But I'm Italian. Do you, do you check Italian? You don't check Italian? No, I check white. Yeah. yeah. No one checks Italian. That's Caucasian. You don't check, like, Europe, white European ethnicities. Well, I right. thought maybe he was, uh, I thought maybe you were born in uh, Spain. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> he, he, no. All right. No, no, not at all. It's, Come on. All right. Wow, this really, thought I was born in Spain. This really got uncomfortable for a second. It Let's, did get uncomfortable for the, a minute. I thought the uh, white supremacist uh, menage a trois was going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't think a simple question. I, can't I wish believe. we need to go back to that. <laughs> thank me for stop. Thank you for stopping me on uh, with that look on your face from stop for stopping me on going into some of the extraordinary details of that because I started going <laughs> some places I realized I should. Oh, don't worry. You yeah. don't uh, don't feel like you have to edit yeah. yourself on this at all. No, I needed to. Believe me. Oh, good. To add to the clusterfuck of today's episode, some sort of jackhammering going on outside. Yeah, this what is this construction week in the studio? That sidewalk repair you wanted Painting, done. Painting, cable guys, jackhammers. They're buzzing trees uh, last yeah. week. I guess it's uh, everybody's ramping up for the holidays. Hmm. I guess is what you do. Speaking well, of, speaking of the holidays, yeah. have you guys had any holiday parties? As we know, are the best place for a comedian to perform. Uh, actually, I've done two in the last two weeks. Have you? Good. Yeah, yeah. One at the Ice House, which was. Good, and then one, one which was for Toys for Tots. So I couldn't. I was going to walk out, and if it wasn't for a benefit, I would have walked. Out. You would have walked out on Toys for Tots. No, <laughs> you, you would. This is bullshit. Kids getting free toys? Are you kidding me? And they want ten minutes from me? What? I would, let me re, let me let me clarify. Children would, are horrible people. I would have walked out if it wasn't a benefit. Okay. Why? Now, why? why? It was just there was nobody there. It was poorly run. It. Uh, they asked me and another person to headline, and she left because she had another spot, and it was like they didn't start for like forty five minutes to an hour late. Oh wow! So one of those things. How many audience members? Twelve. Oh wow! Thirteen. So, but you know, I kept looking at that pile of toys, and being a dad, I'm like, you yeah. know what? It's not about me. You know, if these kids are getting toys, then I can go up and I think, yell at 12 I think, people uh, for 10 minutes. <laughs> I think that you finished your story. I think Jesus forgives you now. Oh, thanks. For almost walking out on those poor Or do you children. mean Jesus? 
Jesus. I figured <laughs> Spanish. He's like, Mexican. it's okay, man. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just do 10. So you've been doing a lot of road lately since I've been, last we talked. Huh? I've been doing a little bit of road. I've been in town. I've been doing anything. Uh, some holiday parties. Holiday parties. Oh, right, right. Here's what I was talking about, holiday parties. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. We've all had that one horrible holiday party where it's at a banquet room. I sh- here, here's my worst uh, holiday party That was in a banquet story. room, by the way. Was it in a yeah, banquet yeah. room? That That's when it's the worst because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I show up and the woman is angry at me and tells me that I, I showed up late. And I go, I didn't show up late because it was it was a quarter till eight o'clock. I was supposed to perform at eight. She goes, you were supposed to perform at seven. And I said, no. And I pulled a contract out of my pocket. Contract said eight o'clock. Then she uh, uh, was angry because she was wrong. Walked me to the DJ booth and then had me start to perform. And at this point, they're up, they're drinking, and Brickhouse is playing. <laughs> uh, so that old how Christmas do you, favorite. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get people, after they've been drinking for an hour, dancing to Brickhouse, to sit down and listen to some comedy? <laughs> and it was death. Oh, man. It you, was death. You never want to be the comic who stops the dancing. <laughs> you never want to be the, the comic that stops uh, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, or Brick House, or uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. You're screwed. It's One of the death. things I, I was thinking about when I was looking at you know stuff to talk about today was uh, how I started doing stand-up. Because mm-hmm. some, some of the road things I wrote about were really old. And um, what you guys are talking about now is reminding me, because it really... When I think about it, stand-up for me started when I was uh, a disc jockey, and I would have to bring rock bands on stage. Oh, right. At concerts. Oh, cool. And I would do way too much stupid stuff on what should be a pure bring-on. It should just be like the Peter Frampton album. It should just be straight away, like, right, you right. know, Frampton, you know, I get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. And instead, I'm up there doing all kinds of shtick and then bringing out Rat. Right, you know, and like you know, there are like ten thousand like kids out there who want to fucking kill me, you know? and and this went on like at concert after concert, and eventually when I left radio, it became this. But um, there are a lot of bands that hate me. How I was going to say, how was that? Because I I get and I've this happened to me, but I get a lot of people who open for bands, and it's just a fucking nightmare. Well, that is sort of like opening for. It's actually weird. It's kind of worse. It's worse than opening for a band because when you're a comedian opening for a band, they understand that. You're there to you're kill there time. To, you're uh, you're the comedian. Here's Murray Valeriano, comedian, opening for this band. The band understands that. No, no, no. The audience. No, they, they, they may not accept it, but the audience okay. was introduced to you on the, in that framework. Sure, sure. Okay, but when you come out and your job really was supposed to be, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Right, right. You know, and instead <laughs> you do five minutes of your agenda. <laughs> they want to fucking kill you. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> Oh yeah, and by the way, the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. Do you ever get anything chucked at you? Uh, I don't know if things were thrown at me, but I've had road managers want to kill me. I've come off the stage and had to run and escape road managers. Oh, really? Um, I remember bringing the band on stage. The group, the, the band, band, the band. Wow, I'm a this huge is, fan. This is like in. 67. No, 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 no. Uh, 67. You're an infant DJ. 1990-something. It's baby 1990-something. Okay. Okay. Robbie Robertson's not in the band anymore. It's, uh, okay. it's Levon Helm, Rick Danko. It's everyone oh, but Danko's him, basically. Still alive? It's Rick Danko, Levon okay. Helm, Garth Hudson. Nice. Not Robbie Robertson. Not Robbie Robertson. Uh, and um, they were very explicit with me not to mention Robbie Robertson at all, period. Don't reference him. Don't mention him in the intro. Right. I could say whatever. I could say the legendary band that recorded Bubble album and such and such. I could say whatever I want in my little buildup, but don't reference this guy. The guy wrote every fucking song. Right. Yeah, of course. Okay. He, there is no the band without Robbie yeah, Robertson. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I referenced Robbie Robertson. Oh, what'd you say? Uh, and did. <laughs> and did my shtacks. I did jokes and referenced Robbie Robertson. And band road managers are always gigantic guys. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 
because they, they want to like knock heads around in case it's like some six foot eight, 280 pound Canadian guy standing there ready to kill him. He used me. to wrestle. Yeah, ready yeah, yeah. to kill him. Like Haystacks Calhoun is standing, <laughs> is standing like, you know, right behind a curtain, like, you motherfucker. Like, I, I, I'm like running around the ring of a Coliseum trying to escape <laughs> to my car from the band. Rick Danko and Levon Helm walking on the stage, like looking at me, giving me an evil eye as they approach their drum kid and bass guitar, respectively. Rick Danko's looking at both of you because he was so drunk. Yeah, it was. A little inside band <laughs> trivia. It's a big drink himself to death. The no only okay. band I Kidding? ever remember. The only band I remember bringing on that, that seemed happy with the stuff I had just done, like uh-huh. they, they seemed amused by the jokes and, and high fived me, were Blues Traveler. Oh, really? Yeah. John Popper seemed to like enjoy it. They seemed to want me to do more time. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Maybe because they're so baked. Yeah, I don't know. This is, this is when... This they weren't is, sure they were performing. They, they were, thought they were there for a comedy now, show. This is when like, they were oh, big. wait a minute. We got to go on after? <laughs> this is when they were breaking out. Dude, this is when that big hit album... That four out. album came out? Yeah, with, with all the hit songs. Yeah, when yeah, they were yeah, getting yeah. all the radio plays. Oh, that's cool. And and he was a gigantic, big, fat guy. Yeah, know? yeah. And um, that that was the time period it was. But he, he came out and high-fived me. I think he had picked me up. Oh, like, nice. Me there, like, like his little kid. Nice. But they... They um they seem to want me to stay out there and do that, but like the oh, Marshall cool. Tucker band wanted to kill me. <laughs> Rat had enough. Uh, speaking of white, uh, speaking, of, speaking of white supremacists, the Marshall Tucker band. I don't know if D. Snyder was very happy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you ever open for a band? I've never opened any for a level? band. Any no, level? no, no level whatsoever. I've never opened for a band. I've always heard it's a tough gig to do because because they're really not there for comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know what you got to, I mean, if, if I had a gig opening for like Paul Anka, right. something where the audience is mellow, they've, they've already, you know, they're retired. Yeah, yeah. You could just do your jokes and they're yeah. going to listen to them and enjoy them. Something like that might be entertaining. But an actual rock band would be, I think would be hard. I think I lost half my listeners who are Googling Paul Anka right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mom just went, oh, Paul Anka. I'll Wait a minute. There's listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how Paul Anka was the first guy to hit my head, but uh, there he is, Paul Anka. I love those old stories of opening for those old guys. I had an old school comedian, Max Alexander, on a couple episodes yeah. who talked about opening for Sinatra and Dean Martin and all that. I love that shit. Right. I love that shit. But, you know, I, I think, don't you think the audiences, well, I, I based on the music, I suppose, the audiences were obviously different than they are now for whatever yeah. type of band. Well, that know? was old Vegas. That was, that right. was a different time. Right. But, um, oh, I just had him. Jake Johansson just opened for uh, somebody at the Greek a couple months ago. Did he? Yeah, he did great. I just did a, a, a Sinatra with a, a Christmas with Sinatra a couple weeks ago at the Encore Theater where I was the comic for that. So I guess that's not really opening for a band. It's opening for a guy who's pretending to be Sinatra. So that's kind of close. So maybe they thought you were pretending to be a comic. You know what? By the response, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> is this thing on? Is it a, is it a Sinatra impersonator? <laughs> it, he, no. And if you, if you told him he was a Sinatra impersonator, he would get pissed. Oh, really? And that, that was the one thing they told me going into it. Don't tell him he looks or acts or sounds like Sinatra because he gets pissed. But he looks and acts and sounds like Sinatra. <laughs> and don't mention Robbie Robertson. I mean, yeah, I mean, he actually wears the trench coat and the hat. I mean, he and he looks kind of like him, sounds like him. What does he think he's doing? I, he doesn't want to get pigeonholed into that. But all his work, all his work is Sinatra. It's like, well, wait a minute. You're making money doing Sinatra. Why, why do you want to, you don't want to get pigeonholed doing Sinatra. He doesn't want to uh, say no to that uh, Sammy Davis Jr. impersonator money. That's good stuff. Apparently. So Apparently. when you, you open, you did 10 up front? You open, you do 10 up front. Then you come out and do a, a, uh, a skit 
which uh, the Sinatra guy wrote. Here's the skit. I come out. I say I want to sing with them. I don't sing. Right. They go, oh, what do you mean you want to sing? Yes, I want to sing. All right, go ahead, give it a shot. So I go, Leon, 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 Leon. They go, what are you talking about? They take my notes, turn them the right side up, then they sing, no, well, no. That's the joke. Ate it every single show. Ate it. (laughs) Ate it. Was not funny, never funny. Couldn't make it funny. But you know what? I was contracted, and I went out there, and I I ate it uh, with pride. How many shows? Uh, did what? Did one show? Did okay. one show that night, and then we did. Uh, then you come back and you do a, uh, another show. Oh, wore okay. a different outfit each time. I wore the same outfit each time because okay. I'm superstitious. If you tank on that first Noel <laughs> joke, man, you got to change the outfit. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you change that I outfit, sh- that Noel joke would have killed. I should have put an evening gown on and came out. And uh... <laughs> how did you make that transition? I'm going to drink your water. Let me know if you want another one. How did you make that transition from DJ into stand-up? Was it just a conscious effort? You I was get fired. Out. <laughs> no, no I, it was it was conscious. I mean, there was the stuff I was just talking about was like when I started. I was a class clown in school, like we all were. But but uh, I found radio very limiting. It was so time and temperature, and there was so many visionless idiots yeah. working in it who were trying to keep you to that. Sure. And and I would find myself in those positions, like like we were talking about, doing that kind of stuff and finding that to be more to my my liking right. uh and then just once, you, when I, once I left radio i just went all the way this way jimmy immediately hit the road uh yeah i did, I did tons more did you start in new york sorry philadelphia oh philly okay yeah because that's where i lasted radio i did i did tons more road stuff in the first few years first four years of stand-up mm-hmm. than i do now yeah much more I, I it was like way harder hitting the road then than i am now well, now i like that, my house yeah well yeah it's we're older yeah and we get some good time around town yeah, once you <laughs> accumulate some wealth you hide yeah, you don't have that desire anymore. Once you get uh, jackhammers outside your window, you don't want to hit it that more. You're like, I'm settled. This is good. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, I'm not having retired or anything. But but I did. I did. I can't believe. Like there were so many gigs that I did back then. Um, you know, driving stupid distances for ridiculously low amounts of money and stuff that I just wouldn't do today. Oh yeah, sure. Oh, have you guys oh, even yeah. done like a Dave Tribble run? Yeah. Well, I haven't done that one, but I've done things like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he, this guy would. This guy. Uh, He's come up several times on this podcast. Yeah, must be. But yeah, yeah. you'd have like eight-hour drives between gigs, and yeah. then the, the next day you'd drive like an hour within the gig you were at the night before, and it was just ridiculous stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, that's what I mean. I wouldn't do that now. I uh, I've said this several times, and I will say it again. I'm surprised nobody has ever died on one of those David Triple runs. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody's never driven their car into a pole from driving 10 hours straight to the next gig or just picked up a hitchhiker and got, you know, disemboweled or something. I think if you're on the West Coast, though, it's one of the one of the when you're starting off, you're starting off to feature, you're starting off to headline. Mm-hmm. That's where you you bust your chops to see I, if so you, you did them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. And then you and then you realize, you know what? I just I, I focused on clubs after that. Yeah. After doing a few of them, I said, I said, I'm killing myself out here. If I, I would rather just make a little less money and work in a club mm-hmm. and do a week in a club where you could really get your act better. Yeah. And you're not you're not, uh, you know, shoving all these dick jokes in your act just to survive. Right. You know, you can just kind of, you know, be a hopefully a better comic. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting to become a better comic. It's not happening. But <laughs> we've all worked for those uh, those. Uh, corporate sites they're on the internet and oh, you know yeah. you sign up to them and explain, they, they explain get, to the listeners it's, the it's like it's like a corporate site it's like gig masters or uh uh 
they have all these other sites where you sign up to them, and then if they find a gig for you, then they, they, you know you bid on the gig, and then you get the gig or you don't get the gig. Well, these guys were notorious for lying when they would send me on gigs, and this happened twice to me. So I don't know if notorious is the right word, but I've already said it. So these guys sent me on a gig, and they said it was in a banquet hall of a church. It was actually in the church. Mm. When I show up, my my name and face is on the flyer, and they said, well, we want to thank you for coming here. We always love clean comedians, and uh, we understand that you're a Christian comic, and you're the son of a pastor. And none of that was true, but that's how they <laughs> billed me from this company. Right. So I show up, and I go, no, look, I'm a clean comic. I can do a clean act, but I don't know if I can do a squeaky clean I've had to do an hour in front of a church group. Yeah. That's cleaner than television. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't even, I'm, I'm, so where are you from? And they're all from, uh, right around the block. And that's, you know, and there's really not much you could do, but I suffered as much as I could through it. Oof. But it's just, it's just, and they did this twice to me where I showed up and the information was completely wrong. So they, they were, they were setting you up to fail. Really? Going into What happened it. on the other one? So on the other so one, you're it, a black comic and you do all <laughs> Def Jam. The because I, I can I can do a clean set. Mm-hmm. They they were booking me for these church shows. Mm-hmm. So when I show up, the same thing happened uh, twice. Where they they go, oh yeah, you're Christian and and uh, you know we understand this about you. And and it was like, no, I'm clean, but I still talk about adult content. I right. talk about drinking, a little bit of drugs, and 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 adult content, but it's clean. Yeah, but adult. I had to I had to bail out of a sque- those two o'clock in the afternoon at the clubs, you know, corporate squeaky clean ones because I am clean and I work a lot because I'm clean. But right now I'm talking about adult, you know, talking about my having a baby and getting my wife pregnant and all that shit, you know. So right. I had to bail out. I'm I'm iffy. I still hold because I am actually the son of a preacher. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> so when I hear clean, man, I think in Sunday morning clean, and then I go up and. People are, you know, talking about getting laid and stuff. I'm like, so my, that whole there's clean, and then there's really comedy clean. Right, right. I've I never, I've never had an easy time getting stuff like that. The, my, the whole vibe of my act, you know, is that of a vile heathen. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, that unless, dark cloud that yeah, is hanging over this Wiccan house church today. Interested in, in, in uh, some type of two p.m. You know, matinee. I can do. There's not really a lot of. Speaking lot of, of dark, don't you do? A, didn't you do a? a a bit on Parkinson's at one point. That's where I thought you were going earlier. <laughs> you could do the setup on this one. I don't even. I've that so long ago I lost track of the story. But oh, actually, really? yeah. What what Murray's talking about is there's a notorious story in L.A. Notorious, and I find out all the time that it's it's famous even like with comics that came up way behind us. Um, you know, go, you're that guy. Early on, when I first moved to L.A., the first like few weeks I lived here, somehow I ended up with a comedy store showcase, and. Um, I go in on on whatever night that was, and, and Mitzi's watching, and and I go up and my Mitzi's whole, the owner of the comedy Mitzi's store, the owner of the comedy store, right? And I had no idea she has Parkinson's, knew nothing about her except her name. And I go on stage, and I, my opening bit at the time was about my father's Parkinson's. I I, I had decided, which I don't even know if this is true, but I decided he has Parkinson's. Okay. <laughs> um, so um, so I did a whole bit about what I thought was his Parkinson's. That, that part's true, and. And I opened up with making fun of this, the, the symptoms I'm seeing, having no idea that she's got this problem. Right, right. It's completely innocent. And she just screams out, I'm like a minute into my set, get him off, get him the hell off. <laughs> like, they literally like practically threw a hook on yeah, the stage yeah. and pulled me off. The, they almost staged over me. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And um, what's so strange is this has come up 
where I've told this story occasionally, like off stage, just to some comic sitting in the back of a room somewhere. And every time I say this, say this to anybody, any place, they go, "You're that guy!" Like, like <laughs> the whole city's heard of this guy. No one knows who the guy was. I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what's even weirder is Murray's one of the guys I once brought this story up to. He's one of like dozens of people I've once just started innocently telling this story at the back of a room one time. And Murray goes. I was there. <laughs> you were there. That yeah, I just got, I just started at the comedy store, working at the comedy store, and I think it was me and Bob Oshak in the back. Bob Oshak was my was my, that's what's even weirder. Bob Oshak was my recommend. You have to have a oh, recommend. That's right. Yes, that's right. To get in. Oh. And I don't even remember who hooked me up with him because I don't know, I didn't know Bob Oshak at okay. the time at all. Yeah, yeah. I just moved here right. like that week. Okay, and somebody somehow hooked me up with the comedy store and used Bob Oshak as the name, like, like basically called him and ordered him, Bob, you're going to put in David Ray's name. Right. 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 And like, like he was told to be my recommend. Like he has no idea who I am, you know? So I got there, introduced myself to him and said, you're my recommended guy. Aren't you? Yes, I am. He's afraid <laughs> of me. You know? And and then I went on stage and got staged off and he got, I think fired from his job and thrown out of club for like years over no, what I did. No, but he wow. got, he got, a, he got, he didn't get spots for a long time. If I remember because correctly. of me. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that. This woman is nuts. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't answer me. Well, I'll say it. No, right. I'll say it for Murray. No one else can. Everyone's silence now. Is she this woman there? is nuts. Uh, she kicked me out of the club. I don't care. I don't go to that place anymore. <laughs> is she still there? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's she's up there, but she's still around. Apparently, still doing it? I don't know. I don't step into the comedy store. I have a lot of friends who work there. I don't like. It, it was a completely innocent thing. I had no idea. Oh, sure, you can't. Uh, and and you know, and I'm doing. I was doing real material about my real father at the time. Right. I have no idea that she's gonna freak out. And I remember when I was being escorted from the building, like by comedy store security, which was like tall, skinny, funny guys. Right, yeah, guys like you. Hey, man, I'm sorry, but yeah, I got to ask you yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. Like these, you know, these, a good set. These, yeah, yeah, these funny, neurotic guys, like manhandling me throwing out yeah. the building. And I remember them saying, like, I remember like really pissed off, you know, reactions. And 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 like as I walked through the hallway, people like you know hissing at me. So and I, I just I didn't know what had just happened. No right. idea, you know. And I think it was like right before I got to my car, right before I got out the door that someone finally said to me, like, don't you know she has fucking Parkinson's, you moron? Like, that was the first moment that I was like, what, what, what? Like a, like a double take as the comedy door slammed on me, you know, as, like, as the black door with names stenciled all over it shut in my face. And I was never allowed back in the building. That's so funny. Yeah, I got booted out of there. I, I never went back. For what? Uh, I got, well, I had a problem with the booker at the time. She's no longer there. And, uh... I think she overheard me saying how dumb I thought she was. <laughs> and, uh, that'll do it every time. Yeah, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll ruin relationships my every time. My defense, <laughs> I was telling stories about real dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was that dumb. No, so I got booted. I never went back. I don't, I'm not a fan of that place. They, I, I have a lot of friends who go there and work out there a lot. Um, I just don't like the place, so I don't go back. So we <laughs> count that as a local road story. I'll All check right. it off my list. Do one from the Midwest. All right. Well, this isn't Midwest, but it, it's this California. But I, right. I was driving to a gig, like a kind of far away from LA gig, maybe an hour and a half away. And uh, this is about five years ago. And I didn't have a GPS with me. And I drive nice cars. I tend to have new nice cars all the time. And I did at that time also. But I didn't have a GPS. Um, and I probably had crappy directions or whatever. And I couldn't find the particular street I had to find to get to this club. So I get off the highway and I'm in a very mediocre neighborhood and I pull into this gas station <laughs> and uh, I pull into this Lakewood. Ga- I, I, hey, we are back in Lakewood, I California. I can't even tell you where it was. Somewhere out towards Riverside, you know, mm-hmm. th- that direction. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, I pull into a gas station. There's like no one around and there's like one retarded tweaker standing there. 
uh, about, 20, <laughs> about 23 years old. And I, I get out of my, you know, brand new car keys in the ignition car running. And I walk up to him and I go, Hey, where is uh, such and such street, whatever street it was. And, um, he goes, uh, Oh, it's, uh, it's over there down there. Cool car. And I go, thanks. What do you mean? It's over there down there. Where over where? And he goes, Oh, it's up there, you know, down over this way. Hey, uh, nice car. When did you get it? I go a few weeks ago. What do you mean? It's down there. Where is the place? And he's like, it's down there, just around there, like a mile up that way. He goes, anyone else here with you? I'm asking this guy for direction. The guy's planning a car jack. <laughs> you know, like while I'm trying to find out where I'm going. Yeah. Here you go. That's the end of my story. I'll write the rest of that tomorrow. <laughs> but that actually did happen. My near carjacking on the way to a gig in LA. I did that. Uh, the other uh, uh, Christmas show I did the other night was great. Here's the problem with Christmas shows. They're usually rented out by a corporation. You know, the club is usually right. rented, a corporation or a company. Right. And this was three companies, and this was at the Ice House. I fault them not at all for this. It's one of my favorite clubs where I got started. I work there a lot. I love it. Um, but they gave the MC six minutes. So we have three different companies filing in who have been drinking since. Um, you know, they've been drinking there and eating. They, you know, it, it, usually you come, you, they, have, they give you dinner, they give you, you drinks, and then you get to watch the show. And it's great. And everybody has a good time. And everybody, you know, and it's, it's, everybody's having a good time. And it's, it's your office party, but in a club. So everybody's right. drunk. So they give the poor MC six minutes. He barely, like, they don't even know he's there. Before they're he, talking, he's talking. They're talking. Uh, yeah, 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 they're talking. They're still getting sat down. Are we going to get more food? Because we get, we did we get enough drinks? Larry, Where are my nachos Larry, at? Larry, sit over here by me. Sarah, you know, it's all that. So they give the guy six minutes. He needed 15. Right. Just to get that. They get him six minutes. I'm first up. Happy to do it. Get home. I'm first up. They barely even know I get At up At least there. you have a commitment to your career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be up, get it over with, get home. <laughs> I get up there. They, they like, thank God the, the, the sound guy knew enough to play music loud, you know, to kind of get their attention. Oh, right. there's a show starting. So I get up there, move the microphone stand, talk to him. About two minutes into it, I realize I've pulled the wire out of the microphone stand. <laughs> so the freaking sound guy has to come all the way up. And you're just Plug talking. Up. You're just talking. Then I'm like, all right, well, this is obviously, I pulled the wire out of the stand, so let's get the guy up here. So we get the guy up here. The guy comes up, puts it in. Of course, I blame it on him. Puts it in. Now, what's that? 12 minutes into the show? Yeah. The show starts. So now I've got to be MC, you're, first you're comic. Right. I've got to get these guys rallied. i got to get these guys going. It was a pain in the ass. I've I've had an even worse experience. I was doing a, uh, uh, you know, where people get distracted, kind oh, yeah. of thing. Where I did a corporate at an electronics company. There's 300 people in this room, and they're giving away giant screen televisions. They're giving away electronics. They're giving away envelopes of cash. And the largest envelope of, of cash they were giving out was five thousand dollars. They go, we're going to do this quick drawing for these prizes, and then we'll bring you up. It'll be 15 minutes. Turns out it's an hour and 15 minutes, and everybody's waiting for that giant wad of cash to come their way. Then all of a sudden they go, all right, the drawing was done. 300 people get out and start to file out of the room while the woman is going, quick, go, go, go. And I'm like, no, wait, give them 15 minutes. Let them go to the bathroom. Let them get a drink. Uh, And she shrugs her shoulders and hands me the mic. So I go up there and just eat it. (laughs) The worst ever. I'm supposed to do 45 minutes. About 12 minutes in, the drummer from for the band gets behind me and starts to tune his drums up. 
So I'm up there trying to tell jokes. This guy, ta 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 I turn around and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's going, that lady told me to come up and start playing. I'm like, they didn't tell me to get off the stage yet. And you're going to start playing? So after that, it was like, all right, whatever. And, and it paid really nice. So there's that... Two days where you feel really shitty about yourself. And then the you're check like, comes. God, I, yeah, you get that check and you're like, God, I got paid so much money and I did horrible and, but it wasn't my fault. And, you know, so I uh, bought myself something nice. <laughs> the redundant theme of this show, if I had to pick one, yeah. is people policing, you know, the shows and, and, you know, the, the lady said, start the drumming, you know, or the, the, lack the, of the lady policing. said, you're late, you know, the, you know, the Mitzi stopping me at the comedy store. Sure. Um, I did a gig on the Queen Mary, the docked cruise ship in Long Beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's supposed to be haunted, by the way. Yeah, I, I, it is. Uh, by my with, with the death of <laughs> my <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I, 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 did a gig. I did a gig at the Queen Mary about four or five years ago. And um, I don't remember the name of the booker. I swear I don't. I'm not just saying that to protect him. because I, This guy, I'd tell you who it is. I right, don't right. remember his name. But um, Stephen Kimbrough? No, it's not, it's not him, really. That one I can tell you is not him. It's okay. definitely not him. Um, and I, I did a gig, and uh, the guy told me keep it clean. And normally if someone says keep it clean, like I'll, I'll, first of all, my act is not dirty per se. Yeah, I would say some like Kind of like Danny was talking about. Some of my themes are like, they're, yeah, they're very adult, adult I have nature. Adult but, it's not right, dirty, right, but it's but adult I can do theme. I can do my whole act without saying a four-letter word the whole time. Yeah, me too. Know? Um, but like some of the stuff I'm talking about almost seems dirty because of what, what it is I'm discussing, right. you know? Um, anyway, this particular night, uh, he has maybe a hundred people in the crowd or something. And, and I go up and I'm doing perfectly fine for three minutes. The audience is actually reacting really well. And about three minutes in, I pepper whatever joke it was with a fuck. Like I, I happen to say the word fuck somewhere. Like it doesn't even necessarily always happen every night, but I just happen to <laughs> That's say That's always you know, when it's going good. You're yeah. like, let me kick this up a notch. <laughs> I, 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 it was, it, it was, know? was like, oh, that it, didn't work. It was a joke that like has an alternate fuck <laughs> yeah. in it. Like some right. nights I have it in there, some nights I don't. Yeah. Tonight it yeah. didn't happen uh -huh. out of my mouth. I gotcha. And, um, but it's like, a, just a, it's a, it's a fucking passing yeah. that, that yeah, just yeah. happens, yeah, yeah. you know, some nights. And um, this guy yells out from about 10 rows back, that's it. <laughs> and, just like with the the audience had been dying, I was doing well. Okay, yells out from ten rows in. That's it, and runs to the stage and stage dives me. What stage dives me? Wrestling the mic out of my hand. He's a kind of young guy too. Like, really, I was like in his late twenties tops. You yeah, know? yeah, and he's like, you know, it wasn't like some like grandfather was mad. It was like a reason you think it'd be a reasonable kid, right? You know? Right. And he's and he's uh, wrestling the mic out of my hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, he grabs the mic stand. Like he, like he, like brandishes the mic like he's gonna hit me with it. Right, right. Okay, so I throw down the mic, and um, and and walk out. I, and I go to the back of the room, and this guy like just brings up the next guy. Here's Murray Valerian. Just brings the next guy up right away <laughs> immediately. He's, he's he's done with me. He's had enough. He, he pulled me off the stage. Jeez. And I couldn't believe it. So I turn around, I walk down the plank, you know, back yeah, to yeah, the yeah. parking lot <laughs> at the Queen Mary. Walking I, the I, plank yeah. at the Queen Mary. <laughs> that's, that's, that's interesting. Back to the parking lot. <laughs> and, I, and I'm walking to my car, which is, it's kind of a big parking lot there. And I'm walking to my car and just it, like, in, in shock, just yeah, yeah. completely in shock what just happened. And, and I'm thinking like, I can't wait till one day I'm on Murray Valeriano's store. <laughs> store. And, um, and I'm, I'm halfway to my car when this maniac comes running to me in the parking lot. This guy ran a hundred yards to scream at me in the parking Jeez. lot. And he's, and he's, you know, he's 
cursing me out in the parking lot. And like he's like, he's cursing now. He's going, he's cursing yeah, 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 now. Yeah. You should have told <laughs> him, look, yeah. this is a PG yeah. 13 curse. That, I mean, the guy was crazy. He's going crazy. Now by now I'm like in my car. Right. You yeah, know, yeah. and he's like in the lane screaming at me. So I started the car and rev the engine came right at him. Oh really? Just yeah. gunned it. Yeah. And a guy dove out of the way into an Impala or something. And, uh, <laughs> And I just drove home and thank God and, for the empower. Straight to the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, this couldn't be perfect timing. I think my cable guy just showed up. This is perfect timing for the show. Well, it's perfect timing for the show, but he's two hours late. Yeah, he is two hours late. Is though. he getting an early <laughs> yeah. feed? Because he knew to wrap this one up. He's going he's, he's to sit out there for a few minutes because uh, he was supposed to be here two hours ago. But I would be remiss, I think, am I using that word right? If uh, Jeff, did you have a story you wanted to share? Um, Wow. I can put you on. I don't want to put you on the spot. If you do, that's fine. If not, here, can we, David, can you give him oh. a mic? Uh, this oh. again is Jeff Tully, uh, old Chicago comic, came by today. Oh, geez, you guys were entertaining me so much. I didn't even rack my brain. Um, I did a show in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which is one of those like you were talking about earlier. One of those you have to drive eleven hours. For oh, right. Oh, because you're coming from where? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was eleven hours. Okay, sure. <laughs> I've actually got two stories about this place, um, but uh, the the I probably shouldn't mention who it was, but uh, any comedy nerd could probably figure it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my listeners will then. Uh, drove eleven hours. I had uh, one of the older school comics, um, real nice guy. Thought it was kind of funny. I was just. I think I was just like at that point an opener, dude. And I probably got my first feature spot, so I was uh-huh. wanting to drive the eleven hours. And he says, you drive, and uh, and I'll make it up to you. Okay. Not, I'll give you gas. Whatever I'll make it up to you means. So that sounds off. romantic. I know. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> and uh, so, we, so we go. He's not doing well. We're driving up there. He's coughing. He doesn't, just doesn't seem like he's doing well. Like healthy? Life. Yeah. Or yeah. in life. Yeah. He's, very, he, he's hanging on, you know? Yeah. My so finances are horrible. I, so, I so don't I, budget very well. I, so on the way up there, you know, I'm just letting him just kind of like, you know, he's telling me one of those things, you know, telling the story and then just kind of dozing off halfway through it. And then, right. you know, we're 50 minutes from then, he wakes back up, starts talking, you know. <laughs> and uh, so we get up there, we do the show. Uh, it's, it's just, the audiences were great. The yeah. audi- but it was like, in a really like it was, it, they didn't change it from 1970 when it was built. They didn't change it all. It had actual. It was like it's an upper pen- peninsula, which is known for like shipping and all sure, that sure. stuff. So it was like a, a ship theme, and it had actual like wrought iron anchor chains in front of the stage. Like you, like there was no place you could stand on stage where you weren't blocked well, a little bit. By like an big steel, chain. like yeah, those big yeah. oil freighters. I mean, they weren't as big as an actual like Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. And and uh, so we muddled through that. I drove all the way up there. For some reason, he he was like, "Okay, we're done. We got paid. Let's go." I just drove eleven hours up there. I'm like, <laughs> "I can't drive eleven. And he's he's too. He's like, "I can't drive. You know your car because I'm not feeling apparently good. dying. And I'm like, "I can't drive. <laughs> you know, this is like going to be twenty two hours on the road. I can't. You're going to have to at least stay up, and you know, at least for the nighttime portion of it. Yeah, I right. Left. And then he's like, I can't, I'm dying. He's like, I don't feel good, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you guys had no room available? We had a room. He just he wanted, just to, wanted to turn home. around and go. He wanted to get back home. He's like, oh my gosh. He's like, I'll make it up to you. I'll make it up to you. We get in the car, we drive all the way back home. 
and he never pitched in for gas, and he oh. was so mad about like not being able to sleep most of the way because I let it, I mean, you gotta, we got to talk. I, there's no way I can drive another 11 hours with the guy sleeping next to me. I'm going to fall asleep too. Right. Well, that was right. Uh, anyway, that was right before I was moving to California. Right. <laughs> and and uh, it's hard to merge these two parts of the story. Got everything in the U-Haul truck from where I was living. Mm-hmm. Didn't, you know, one of those things where you just pour everything in the U-Haul truck. Sure, just shove it in. On the way out here, I got pulled over by, I think in St. Louis, by state troopers, and they had dogs, and they were convinced I had drugs in my truck. And it went, it was like, it got scary. I mean, there's like, you know, state patrols all around me. Right, they're right, like, right. We, they're, the dog is never wrong. There are drugs in here. And finally, they, they couldn't find him. They couldn't find him. I'm like, there's no drugs in there, you know? And, and then all of a sudden, I was like, wait a second, I'll make it up to you. <laughs> what did that mean? And I'm like, holy shit. I can't, uh, wait, I'm holy myself. shit. Yeah, holy yeah. shit. That's how he paid me. Is He must have slipped me some, you know, marijuana <laughs> or something uh, after the trip. Because he even said, I've made it up to right, you. Right, right. So it's probably, it, he was smelling in the truck, but it was probably in the car that was on the trailer. Right, right. Thank God they'd never found it. Got to California, old school comic, another comic calls me and goes, you killed... So I can't even say who it is. Oh no! You killed so and so. What are you talking about? He died. Oh no! He's like, he's like, he's known that I made him stay up all, all night two weeks prior to that. Right, right. He's like, you killed him. You made oh. him stay up all night <laughs> on the way from Michigan. He died he of died. what though? Uh, his heart medication that he left in his car that the dogs were smelling. Ghost <laughs> 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 like oh, revenge man. on me. Totally. Totally got ghost revenge on you. Oh, that's creepy, man. We got to find out who that is off mic. But I was like, man, if I if I let him sleep, maybe he would have made it in at least another two weeks. <laughs> All right. Mm. That's, uh, so if nobody's else killed anybody in this uh, uh, room, we'll uh, go ahead and wrap it up. Nope, the only death story killing. Okay, <laughs> right me and David, track. me and David just look at each other like we can't tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is great, guys. Uh, got to wrap it up now. Uh, Danny, thank you so much for coming back. Danny Viapondo, where can we find you? Thank you very much. Uh, I will be at uh, Third Street Promenade on Saturday. I will be at the Ice House for a uh, special show on Monday the 30th. Okay, great. And uh, check uh, dannyv.com and Facebook for updates and whatnot. Awesome. David Race, thank you so much for coming out, finally. I'm glad I got you on. Yes. It was awesome. Come back again, please. And I even have leftover notes, Mark. Good. Perfect. That's for... <laughs> so I'll come back like in five years. <laughs> perfect. Uh, where can we find you, David Race? DavidRace.com, uh, February 20th at the Improv in Hollywood. And I can't remember else. Okay, great. My house. DavidRace.com and his house. Uh, Jeff, any shows coming up? Any TV shows you're working on? You uh, want to plug? I want to watch uh, Modern Family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's uh, nothing good. All right, cool. Uh, com. as you know. Hey, uh, New York Podcast Festival, January 11th. Tickets are still available. I'll be there. I've got a scheduled Kurt Metzger and Greg Warren at this point with some uh, other local New York comics. So uh, get your tickets there. East Coasters, come out and see us. Uh, you've been asking me to come out, so here I come. And then San Francisco Sketch Festival in February. And uh, man, I, I just actually booked a lot for 2014. Chicago, I'm coming back to the improv there. Irvine, coming there. San Francisco. So check out MarieValerio.com. Uh, one more episode, and then I might shut down for a week for the end of the year. But I think we'll have one for over New Year's. So uh, happy holidays, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, guys. You want to know about life on the road? 
It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order, Mary.